You're listening to Swing Doors here on KEXP. I'm Don Slack, and I'm very honored to have in the studio with me today Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives. And I think we're going to chat here in just a little bit. How do you guys get things going here with a couple of songs? Mississippi Railroad Brews, Brother Don. Mississippi Railroad Blues coming at you, girl. The Mississippi Railroad Blues. Talk about it, handsome. Oh, well, that's right. The Mississippi Railroad Blues. What are we going to do now, Marty? We're going to do a whole lot of highway. While we're on the highway, let's talk about a whole lot of highway. We've been out on the highway. With a million miles to go. Uh-huh. We started in Ireland and Scotland. That's right. England. All up and down the East Coast, the South, the Midwest. And here we are. I've got a hundred cups of hot coffee Rolling through my lines Be about a half an hour And I'll be seeing that bar stove sign I'm out in the middle of nowhere Driving through a night that's black as cold Seen a whole lot of highway With a million miles to go I was born to be a truck driving man Driven every mile of back roads from coast to coast throughout this land Truck stop honeys and log book money is the only life I know 
White line is a mystery A never-ending trail That knows more about me Than I know about myself It keeps calling and I keep driving Through the wind and the rain and snow Seen a whole lot of highway With a million miles to go Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives here on KEXP and Swingin' Doors. Thank you guys so much. That sounded great. We're honored to be here. Thank you very much. Oh, very happy to have you here. That's one of the many great songs off of Marty's new album, Way Out West. I definitely should pick that up. Should introduce the great people you have with you today, the fabulous superlatives. We've got uh, Kenny Vaughn on the guitar. Uh, also, Harry Stinson on percussion today and Chris Scruggs on the stand-up bass. Uh, I've been loving seeing all you guys in so many different bands through the years. How'd you end up getting these guys together to be the fabulous superlatives? Well, I tried to take a year off back in like 2000, I think it was, 2001. And it was a disaster. I mean, I've been in a band since I was nine years old. I thought, what am I doing taking a year off and playing the guitar and hearing applause? This not work. So I didn't have a band at the time, and I saw Kenny on television, I think, on Austin City Limits with Lucinda Williams. And after about two songs, I forgot to watch Lucinda, and I watched him the whole time. I thought, I want to meet that guy. And Harry and I had been working together all through the 90s, you know, making records at MCA. And Chris was barely born then, so we were just waiting on him. <laughs> and so I think Kenny and I had lunch one day back in those days, and uh, I said, you find us a bass player, and I'll find us a drummer. And he didn't know that Harry and me had already been talking a little bit and playing some shows at the Opry. So uh, it sort of came together with our first bass player, but I knew from the very first rehearsal that this was not an ordinary kind of band. It wasn't about chasing three-minute hits up and down anybody's street anymore. It was about representing a culture and being, you know, cultural missionaries or mercenaries, however you want to look at it, and uh, finding our way through the world, through the back roads, all the way back to town. So that's the superlatives. That's great. Well, it's a, a mighty fine band. You bet. <laughs> and the new album, by the way, just love it. Called, Thank as you. I said, Way Out West. Uh, and a concept album about, about the American West. But can you uh, tell us a little bit more, the ideas behind the album? Well, when we first started The Superlatives, um, it, we, we were just honestly feeling our way, you know, around the world. And uh, we were up in New York City, and I found an Ella Fitzgerald box set. I think it was called The Verve Years, and it was a beautiful box set. It was linen-covered, and it had, you know, foil embossing on it. So I didn't even know what was in it other than a bunch of good music. And so I bought it for the beauty of the box itself. And so I went home and opened it up, and it was Ella Sings with Louis Armstrong, Ella Sings with Count Basie, Ella Sings Porgy and Bess, Ella does this, Ella does that. And I thought, that is a beautiful way to live a musical life. And so we started... When we first started our band, you know, the first one of the first records was Badlands, Ballads of the Lakota People. Then there was Souls Chapel, 
we've turned our attentions to the, the sound of the disappearing style of Delta gospel music, like the Staple Singers. Mm-hmm. Then there was uh, several, a bluegrass record, then there was some traditional country music records. But this time we landed out here in the middle of the Mojave with a psychedelic surf band, twangy kind of blue sky uh, journey through the desert on our mind. And with, it's basically a love letter to the West. And so I, I think I speak on behalf of all of us. It's a wonderful record that we were all glad to make, and it was a, one, it was a joy to make this record. It's a, it's a really diverse record, too. I really like that about a lot of people, you know, they make a tribute to the West. It might be, you know, a bunch of Western ballads or cowboy songs or maybe, you know, pay tribute to Bakersfield or something like that. And you can hear bits of that on the record, too, of all that. But there's a lot more also. Is that the whole intention going in to make a, a really diverse kind of, you know, wild, as you said, psychedelic record in some ways? Well, I think the, the Mojave gave us a different kind of canvas, if you will. And the Bakersfield uh, thing has been taken care of well down through the years. And uh, we're really not a legitimate cowboy singing band. Our friend, the Riders in the Sky, and so many other people do that every day for real. And so it was more about, we were started with just vocal riffing. I think I started out saying that, what do we love about, you know, that part of the world? I thought the Batmobile and Morticia Adams and TV Cowboys and Fender Guitars, and you said something like... Oh, I was talking about the, the Birds, Buffalo Springfield, and Grateful Dead, those kind of bands that, were, that had taken country music in a slightly different direction. And then you said, well, Ventura Boulevard, Laurel Canyon, <laughs> and also the way the sun hits a beautifully lacquered metallic paint job, whether it's a car or a guitar. And then Chris Scruggs said, the beautiful contradictions of the West Coast country sound. You've got the more rocked up sound of Buck Owens, but it's also a twangier, more hard hitting countryside all at the same time. It's like a yin and a yang yeah. fitting together. And go-go girls <laughs> on Sunset Street. And Merle Haggard, you know. And so the, the, the sky was the limit out here. It was just, again, it was just a love letter to all those things that inspired us as young people and as young musicians when we were first learning our, our stuff. That's great. That's great. Uh, you worked with Mike Campbell on the record of, you know, Tom Petty's band, The Heartbreakers. He produced it. How'd you decide to go with him? When making well, Campbell and me go back a long way. We uh, started the first time I ever really met him and worked with him was in the early 90s when Johnny Cash was doing that uh, Unchained record, I think. So Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and myself, we were the backup band. And uh, Rick Rubin pitched John a song called um, uh, Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. And John didn't hear the song. He just didn't, didn't get it. And Rick asked me and Campbell to stay over after the session to try to come up with a, a sound or a way for John to see into that song. And so I remember it was just Rick's had the handheld microphone. I was had an acoustic guitar and Campbell had one. And, and Rick said, "Come up with something that John can relate to." I went, and then Mike fell in. And so from that moment forward, we've been pals. But I knew that this record, uh, way out west, when it was time to make it, it wasn't a record we needed to make in Nashville. We needed to authentically do it out here. And Campbell was the soldier that I thought he can keep us honest he understands everything we love about this thing and he can keep us going and so he said yes and we we love the fact that he said yes that's great yeah no it sounds awesome that record just sounds beautiful just well that's Mick Conley he was our our engineer Mm. and Mick took everything all the all the messes we made you know in a microphone and turned it into a beautiful tapestry you know yeah, you've just definitely been on a roll, a latter-day career roll with all these wonderful concept albums that you've mentioned. Just loved every single one of them. So 
Thank you once again for you're putting welcome. out such great music. If you're not that familiar with Marty, I'm sure you might be, but in case you're not, he has a long and storied career in music going all the way back to when he was a little kid playing with the Sullivan family, a well-known gospel band back when he was, what, 12 years old, you were doing that. And then after that, shortly after playing with Lester Flatt's band for a number of years, then Johnny Cash's band, and then a great successful story career, hit singles, and also a lot of great albums through the years. Anything uh, you're looking to do that you really would like to do here in the future for a career goal? Well, the mission statement for this band, we can't believe we get away with it on a nightly basis because it's probably more fun than any of us ever had. Individually or collectively, every, there's a movie in every person on this, this stage right now because everybody's had a career that just goes, you know, way back. But the thing that we, uh, I think we just keep moving toward what we believe in and what inspires us. And uh, one of the things that, uh, that's on my bucket list is uh, we've, we've taken the culture of country music to a lot of different places that I don't think it's been to in a long time or ever. I remember when I was a kid, I saw this photograph of Louis Armstrong in a tuxedo playing his trumpet in front of the pyramids in Egypt. And I went, there's something really cool about that. That's, I knew even back then that didn't depend on hit singles or any of that kind of stuff. It was about who he was and what he represented. So that's what I feel about the superlatives. And I think one of the things on our dock is to play with Wynton Marsalis because I think Wynton has done the same thing for jazz that we're trying to do for country music. And the song we have in mind, uh, the father of country music, Jimmy Rogers. What year would this have been made, Chris? Late 20s? Late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Rogers recorded, and Louis Armstrong played trumpet on the record. So it'd be nice to recreate, bring the world of jazz and country music together by way of Winton and maybe that song. Redo an old blue yodel number nine. Why not? Chris would have to <laughs> do the yodel. Awesome. I can get it up to the yodel, and we have to turn it over to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the yodeler? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys once again for coming by. You guys ready to play a couple more tunes? Sure. Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives. Don, there was one song that came out of Nashville that, um, you know, concerning Way Out West that kind of tied Northeast, South, and West together, and it was a song called El Paso by Marty Robbins. And the sound of that, that trio around him was something that inspired us along the way. So this is a song that we came up with, and uh, it's called Old Mexico, but it, Kind of tips our hat to Marty Robbins and his guys. The border is nowhere in sight. Well, I've got me a feeling, won't be seeing it tonight. But I'll ride on as fast as I can go. Freedom waits for me in old Mexico. There's a pretty senorita waiting there With mysterious eyes and wavy black hair She always welcomes me to her door Love's on the line in old Mexico Well, it's a place where I'm not wanted There's no price on my head I can live and breathe Come back from the dead The shadows are friendly Friends, well, I've got many As far as I know In old Mexico In old Mexico In old Mexico
if you ever steal some gold from the red, white, and blue, they've got an army of soldiers they'll be sending after you. Well, those government horses sure ain't slow. They could run all the way to old Mexico. Well, it's a place where I'm not wanted. There's no price on my head. I can live and breathe and come back from the dead. The shadows are friendly. Friends, when well, I've got many, as far as I know. Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives here on KEXP and Swingin' Doors. Sounding just great. Uh, another song you can find on the new album, uh, Way Out West, uh, paying tribute uh, to the American West, and particularly the uh, psychedelic, expansive glory of the Mojave Desert. How's that? <laughs> That's the best I've ever heard it put. Thank you. Oh, you can bet. we use that? You can go right ahead. Now, it looks like you guys are touring all sorts of places coming up throughout the year. You have a busy, busy schedule this year, it looks like. You're there and everywhere. Uh, Europe, you're going to do later on and all throughout the U.S. So if you're wondering if they're coming to your town, they just might be. You might want to check martystewart.net and see where they're going because they're all over the place, I noticed. And it looks like you're about wrapping up this swing, but you got more on the way. So you like being out on the road a lot, I take it? Yeah, oh, I've been most of your me. life. That's probably <laughs> part of all of us. You know, I'm a road dog. Yeah. And there's a certain part of the year I need to smell diesel fuel and hear applause and, you know, see green rooms and all that kind of stuff. I love it. I do. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, besides being an incredible musician and singer, you're also, I would say, a country music scholar and, well, a collector of a, a, a vast amounts of country music memorabilia. I hear you have just a ton of awesome stuff. I've heard of many things. What's your favorite item you have in your collection? Oh, Connie Smith. (laughs) (laughs) My wife. (laughs) Um, Well, it's it's a serious end of the pool. It's the deep end of the pool. Johnny Cash's first black performance suit. Uh, The boots Patsy Cline was wearing when she lost her life. Uh, Hank Williams' handwritten lyrics to I Saw the Light, Your Cheating Heart. It goes from there's about 20,000-plus items in the collection. It's, it's, it's a serious collection. Are you ever thinking of opening your own museum? Well, that's happening. Down in my home state of Mississippi, uh, there's an informal museum trail, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, birth, uh, the spiritual home of rock and roll is the birthplace of Elvis Presley up in Tupelo. And across in the Delta, B.B. King's uh, Blues Museum and uh, Delta Cultural Center, that represents the spiritual home of the blues. The Grammys have just put in a a beautiful museum on the campus of Delta State, so the North State is zipped up. And my hometown, Philadelphia, Mississippi, is in the middle of the state. It's about 35 miles from Meridian, where Jimmy Rogers, the father of country music, is from. So that will be the home of Marty Stewart's Congress of Country Music Hall. And so that'll be a performance space. It'll be a museum. It'll be just a great gathering place for the community. But that's where you'll find the spiritual home of country music in Mississippi in the next two or three years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Plan on opening up sometime next two, three years. I think, you know, just a few million more dollars to raise and everything will be fine. All right. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Looking forward to checking out someday. I would love to. Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives here on KEXP. You guys ready for one more song? Why not? One, two, three. Big bright moon is shining down on the desert sand. Well, I reach down and 
touched the earth and held it in my hand As the dirt fell through my fingers The wind it seemed to say Don't put off until tomorrow What you can do today Cause time don't wait on nobody Time don't wait on nobody Time don't wait on nobody It just keeps moving on Time don't wait on nobody Time don't wait on nobody Time don't wait on nobody It just keeps And angels drop matches that lit up the desert sky. Will a pillar of fire from east to west came slowly drifting by? A voice from the cloud like thunder says, Start looking for a ride to where yesterday meets tomorrow that'll get you to the other side. Time don't wait on nobody Time don't wait on nobody Time don't wait on nobody It just keeps moving on Time don't wait on nobody Time don't wait on nobody Time don't wait on nobody It just keeps moving on And on 
90.3 FM KEXP. Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives uh, live here on Swing Doors. Thank you guys once again for Thank coming you, by Bob. the station today. It sounded <laughs> awesome. Uh, Kenny Vaughn on guitar, Harry Stinson on percussion, Chris Scruggs on the stand-up bass, Marty Stewart on guitar, and also earlier mandolin. You guys were just amazing. Thank you very much. Be sure to see them when they're in your town. You definitely will not regret it. Thanks to Kevin Suggs for helping produce this event. You are listening to KEXP Seattle.